Welcome to the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I'm so excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. My hope is that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night at our Goodyear campus or on Wednesday night at our Buckeye campus. But regardless of whether you come to our meetings or you don't or you simply missed or maybe you live in a different state or a different country and we would want to just say, hey, thank you so much for being here. We love you so much and we hope that you can join in on the conversations that we started in person at both of our meetings. And today we're going to be wrapping up our conversation about step three, which is, of course, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. And I'm very excited today because I have a special guest here uh, to have a conversation about this. Um, This is a really fun opportunity um, to just be able to have a, a couple of different concepts that we can expand on, some things that we talked about in group, and we can get into that a little bit deeper, and to be able to hopefully talk about some other things as it pertains to step three. Step three is really one of the most the biggest steps of our recovery that we can ever take. It's really the biggest decision that we can ever make inside of our lives. And so I'm excited to get into this conversation with my good friend here today. And so um, I'm just going to go ahead and ask him, will you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Gabriel. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And I struggle with, um, I struggle with mostly anger these days. John. What is up, Gabe? <laughs> Most, mostly anger. You know, it's funny because I'm a worship pastor, right? Uh-huh. And so um, worshipful usually has like, oh, he's smiling, joyful, and all that. But it's it's hard because sometimes you, know, you hear a lot of wrong notes. <laughs> the harmonies aren't going as well. But it's it's that it's that anger deep inside. And whether or not to be angry because your, your pride is hurt because it's going to reflect on you or angry because... You want the best for God, but either mm-hmm. way, it's anger. I struggle with that anger, and so mostly these days, it's it, it's it's anger, man. And and getting a handle on it, um, really, um, you know, the old uh, count to ten before it is. But it's really mm-hmm. just like God, what as what I'm about to say going to honor you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so uh, thank you for for having me on here and allowing me just to just to kind of share some things. And so I appreciate that, John. Thank you. Absolutely. So Gabe is our worship pastor at our Buckeye campus, and he comes and spends some time with us sometimes Go over in Book CR. Town. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he's done worship for us many times to Celebrate Recovery, um, but he actually got his start at a CR in, in Phoenix. Yeah. And so he's been around CR for quite a bit, gone through the steps and, and, and done the whole mm-hmm. hokey pokey there. And so I'm excited to be able to have a conversation. Not only is he a worship pastor, not only has he been in Celebrate Recovery, uh, but he's someone who's very passionate about the topic that we're talking about mm. today. And so I'm excited to be able to, um, again, talk about some of the things we started to talk about in our group and expand on them a little bit and to hopefully get into some conversation about um, just some, some extra things, some things that will be beneficial to those of us who are approaching this step or who are on this step. And so the, the, the first thing I wanted to talk about is when we get into step three, you know, we, we made a decision to turn our lives and our wills over. This is something that every single week at our church, we always give this opportunity to accept Christ, right? This is mm-hmm. something, this is basically what we're doing in step three is, you know, I guess we could define that a little bit. What does it mean to turn your life and your will over? This is, this is what we're talking about. Like, what does that look like? It's accepting Jesus Christ 
into our, our hearts, into our lives to, to lead us. And I think that this can sometimes be mystified or it can be oversimplified. Mm, I agree. Right? Yeah. And so what I would like to talk about when we're talking about step three, the first part of step three is that we would accept. And this is much bigger than you know, just a, a one-time thing, but this is really learning to live a lifestyle of acceptance. And that's good. I, I like the word lifestyle because it's not a, um, I, I did this one thing and so I'm done mm. and I'll just keep on, you know, living the way I live. It, it's, it's a daily reminder of what I am to submit myself to Yeah. and uh, lifestyle, right? I mean, what, you can you can just look on anywhere now. You know you have uh, social media, have all these influencers and the lifestyles they live, right? So what kind of lifestyle is it? And the lifestyle you live reflects exactly what you hold most uh, important in your life. And, yeah. Uh, so I, if I could just, you said something. You said mystified, right? Yeah. This mystified about that. I would even argue that it, it is legalized mm. to where when do I accept Christ? When have I turned myself over sure. to Christ? Is it when the person's offering the prayer? Is is it when I walk down the aisle to commit? Is <laughs> it's when I is it when I stand up or is it is it when I say a prayer or is it when I finally get home after after yeah. Sunday or after Wednesday, after Monday? When does the accepting and finally uh when does it happen? You yeah. know, when does it happen? And 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 honestly man, I, I think this is why scripture says the evidence Evidence of that changed life or that decision, yeah. uh, excuse me, evidence of that decision is a changed life. Yeah. And so it fits right in with lifestyle, right? Sure. It, what, do you, what, does it, what do you show daily that leads up to who you are um, as, as, holistically? And that's really good. I want, uh, I, I want to get into that before we even talk about maybe the implications. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to first talk about what is it that we need to accept? Like, what is it really important for us to know, you know, if we're choosing to turn our lives and our wheels over, meaning mm-hmm. that we're accepting Christ as Lord, what is it, what's important for us to know and understand? What are we accepting? Um, in Romans, let me see, Romans ten nine, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and yeah. believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah, and that I I, I, I hesitate I hesitate to say that that's oversimplified because that's gospel truth, right? Yeah, that is true. It. Yeah. Um, but what it like? I think it can maybe also be, it could be simplified and mystified in 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 that same breath. Yeah. What what are we accepting? What like what does it mean to accept Christ? What yeah. are we accepting? You're accepting who Jesus claimed to be, right? Mm. You're accepting when Jesus says um, uh, that he was able to do certain things that you that you say, okay, I, I, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think about the thief on the cross. Uh, the thief on the cross had no time to uh, do good works, mm. had no time to live this lifestyle, but he in that moment believed in everything Jesus claimed to be, hmm. he believed he claimed to be God incarnate. He claimed to be the one, the resurrection, and the life, the truth, the life, and the way, the bread of life, the living water, yeah. and he accepted all of those things. And so uh, he may not understand all those things, sure, you know. And that that thing, that's where I, uh, it's hard to say, look, well, do I have to understand? No, mm. it's accepting at face value who Jesus claimed to be. And, and that's where faith it. comes in. That's right? where faith comes yeah. in, exactly. And as he claimed, uh, as Jesus claimed to be these things and this thief on the cross accepted, then there is this um, 
I think there's, there's, there's a reason why Jesus said, this day hmm. you'll be with me in paradise, right? Yeah. And so I, I think it's, it's uh, accepting Jesus uh, of who he is, who he claimed to be, and the things that he did, meaning his miracles were true miracles. They weren't just sleight of hand or, or magic trick. They were truly miraculous. They yeah. were divine. He walked on water. I believe it. He, yeah. he claimed to say, I, I heal the sick. I make the blind see. I make the lame walk. I believe it. Uh, uh, who, who do you say I am? Your Lord, your God. Yeah. Amen. You know, um, right? It's what amen means. It means, yes, I, I, I agree. agree. I believe. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's what we're claiming. The, the, what Jesus claimed to be, I agree. I, I say, okay, as much as I know how, I believe. And all of those things that Jesus was saying is kind of coming to a point of saying that Jesus is and was God. Like mm-hmm. Jesus was God. Mm-hmm. And that's what I am accepting is saying Jesus was God. He was sent by God. He was sent for our salvation. He did what he came to do, and he raised. He was raised from the dead, and he conquered death and he conquered sin. And I and again, when when I'm having this conversation, I'm having this conversation. Hopefully, with you, the listener, mm-hmm. who who you're you're saying, man, I want to take this step three. And what does this look like? I don't know all of the scriptures. I don't know about all the stories. What do I need to know to be able to accept and and turn my life and my will over? And I think a big part of what we talk about, you know, with Jesus is understanding that God sent his son because he loves us so much, because he loves his creation. And I think at the foundation of what we're accepting, I think that's it. Yeah. It's God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Yeah. And in accepting Christ, it's accepting that he came here for me because of love yeah, and was willing to stand in my place to accept whatever punishment may be yeah, so that I wouldn't have to, and I wouldn't have to have that. Yeah. You know, and we're not talking about the simple everyday, if I make bad choices, punishment. We're talking about the internal decision and punishment where uh, it says in scripture that he defeated sin and death. Yeah. Right. So, I, I I get to have this this beautiful free gift now and accepting that. Yeah. Willingly, openly, uh, by faith. So mm-hmm. I think the kind of in a nutshell here, we're accepting Jesus is God's son and he did that for us because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And in that we are forgiven by him being raised from the dead. Yeah. And, I, it, and that still might seem overcomplicated for, for maybe you who are listening and you're just getting started. But I love what you said. You don't really have to understand all of that. You don't have to understand it all in order to accept it. Because quite honestly, there's still so many parts of it that I'm trying to understand. Even though <laughs> I've accepted it, and even though I understand more about it today than I did yesterday. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense always why. I don't think we'll ever fully understand it. Like, yeah. uh, well, how does the whole thing work, right? It, there's... What changed between the sacrifice of Christ, the moment after the death and before the death and the resurrection, all of that, right? All these little details we can get so lost in. Yeah. But like you said, but it, it, it all boils down to, but regardless of all, if you understand all that, it was why, why was it even done to begin with? Yes. And it was the love of, there was a love of God that he had for us. Yeah. And, and I tell you, man, it, it um, my wife told me once, and and this was this is probably this is probably when I I f- 
I first started believing my wife loved me. I'm being mm-hmm. honest, right? It, you know, because you say, oh, I love you and, and this and that. Sure. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, we're supposed to say that, right? But my wife one day, and it was after I had behaved horribly. Mm. And she looked at me and she just says, you know, I choose to love you even with all your faults. Mm. And it broke something in me. Mm. It, it really did. It, it, I had this moment of, oh, my goodness, you're choosing to love me regardless of what I just did. Unconditional. That was overwhelming for me, man. Yeah. And if I think long and hard on it, it still overwhelms me. Uh, quite my quite a lot because it's how can how can just a person love me fully choosing to love me even through my all my faults and my and my ugliness or my my anger or my right and then i look at this god who Mm -hmm. says no matter what i choose to love you that is an overwhelming and so perhaps john it is just if i turn my life over and accepting who jesus is it's accepting that he loves me regardless of what I've done. Amen. At, right? No, that's not a that's not a common thing. Yeah. And so if God chooses to love me despite of who I am, yeah. my goodness. It, and it and it, it makes me want to be better. Yeah. It, honestly, it, it, it makes me want to to do better, to give more, to 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 become more. Well, I and I think that kind of brings us into that next part is turning my life and my will over, I'm accepting, but that's, mm. that's the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So I'll, once I accept it and I begin a relationship, which is a key word, right? Mm. We're, be, we're accepting a relationship, not a transaction, right? Mm. Even though, you know, we believe in we're saved mm. and it is finished, there's still a relationship. It's not just this transaction that's happening, but it's it's a it's a journey that we're stepping into. It's ongoing. Absolutely. It, it's, it fits in with the whole lifestyle, right? My my lifestyle uh, it, without my wife is not my lifestyle. It, it's it's something different, right? My lifestyle exists because my wife is in it, and so I've learned to or <laughs> learned. Yeah, I've had yeah. to learn some <laughs> things, but I do certain things because of my wife and she does things, certain things because of me. And we right. have this beautiful relationship that we go back and forth with each other because we choose to love each other. And because we choose to do life together, our lives now look, uh, look different than they were apart. And yeah. that's the way it is when we enter this relationship with God, right? Your life doesn't look just like your life anymore because it's not just you anymore. It's this beautiful relationship you started with your creator, with God in heaven, Jesus Christ, and his principles begin to become more apparent to you. And you start to turn start realizing certain things. And evidently you start, you start changing your life. You you start to want to change your life. Not that you have to, you want to. And I think that's a huge difference too in lifestyle, in relationship, right? I want to be better for you. I want to do life with you. And so I want to change these things about me for you. Yeah. And I think maybe this is semantics, but yes, not that I have to, mm-hmm. but that I want to, yeah. but also that we should, mm. you know? And I think that that's the thing. No, you know, God, there's not a requirement, you know, in, in all of that, but it should be it if we truly have you know accepted god's love and we take this the next step further where where we're actually stepping into this relationship and you and you mentioned this with a marriage relationship in a marriage relationship you're committed to one another and a marriage relationship is i mean it's it's the example that's used all over the bible so it's a great example but it's something even more so than that that as we commit to god 
this should be, I mean, it should look radically different than any other area of our life, but probably most closely mm. to the marriage relationship. And so mm-hmm. if we are really truly accepting what God has done for us and we're turning our lives and our wills over to him, we're committing ourselves to him. And that's what I would like to talk about here as we're in the second half of this is what does it mean to commit myself to the Lord? I think of um, Psalms or Proverbs 16, three, which says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Mm. And I think we love that second part, right? Yeah. Your plans will succeed. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I man. love that. I want that. Well, okay. We'll <laughs> make sure investments you... are going to yield. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, make sure you commit your actions to the Lord. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay. And I think probably most of us think, yeah, yeah, no, I probably do that. But so what what does that mean? Like, what does it mean that I would commit my actions to the Lord? What does it look like to be committed? It, it is it is thinking about how my actions affect God first mm-hmm. before just running off on on a tangent. Yeah, you know, um, when I commit my actions to Him, it is God. Does this honor You? Mm-hmm. Does this fit into Your principle? Does this fit into um, Your precepts? Kind of, you know, and it's, I think that's, so uh, coming back to this marriage analogy, I've committed myself to my wife. And so I recognize that what I do next doesn't just affect me. It affects the way she is viewed as well, right? It it has, my actions have direct effect on her. And so I, I think when I commit my actions to God, and not that somehow I'm going to alter God's whatever, right? I'm, I'm not going to, but I reflect that of I reflect him. Mm. And when I commit my actions to him it is thinking of how this uh, how this will uh, either honor him or not and how this um, uh, does this uphold who he is and do others see who he is by what I do. Yeah. And it's committing those actions to him and and I tell you so if I if I can be raw and real. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I used to love to go to strip clubs. Man, I tell you, those are my th- those are my heydays. It is what I love to do. Um, why? Because I, I th- it was just me, right? Only mm-hmm. me. When I became a follower of Christ, I started realizing it probably going to strip clubs was not conducive <laughs> to what I was talking about. Jesus, I'm I'm going to the strip club talking about Christ. Nobody believes me. Yeah, you know, they're like, <laughs> no. you're here at a strip club getting drunk, Gabe. Yeah, I don't I don't think you believe. Something right, something doesn't add. Yeah, up. something doesn't add up. And so yeah. I'm like, I need to commit more. Mm. And so when I said started saying no, um, I think what I was saying started adding up, mm. and I started living out and committing truly this life I said I was living. In a way, I said I was going to live it. Yeah. And you know what? Even those people who didn't agree with me respected it. Yeah. They respected the choices I made. Yeah. Uh, and they respected the way I conducted myself. I committed into this path. And whether you agree with it or not, you respected it. You, you understood it. Well, and this is, you know, what we were talking about, <clears throat> repenting, mm. you know, and repenting is that that turning in a different direction. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going in one direction, I'm living out my will. Mm. And, you know, we talk about this, there's three different directions here. There's three different wills being carried out in time is my will, God's will, and the evil one's will. Yeah. And I'm choosing which direction I'm going to go. And as I'm doing that, and, and I'm stepping into this committed relationship with God, I'm going in one direction and I'm choosing to say, you know what, I'm not going to go in this direction anymore. Instead, I'm going to go 
in a different direction, and that direction is on God's will. I'm going in the direction of God's will mm-hmm. for my life. And I remember when I first got into the program, I had a difficult time with that. I, yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I want to do a God. Well, how do I know? Like, what do I do? Because, I, I, yeah, that'd be great. God, tell me what you want me to do. Tell <laughs> me what your will is, <laughs> and I'll do it. Yeah. But it doesn't really work like no, that. Yeah. And my drug counselor told me something really profound one time. He said, John, you don't need to worry about, because I was froze. This mm. is the, the difficulty with it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do anything until I know what his will is for mm-hmm. me. And so I wasn't doing anything at all, which is also dishonoring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he told me, it's super, I mean, I've carried it ever since. He said, you don't need to be worried about what God's will is, but rather what God's will isn't. Mm. Don't do what he doesn't want yeah, you to come do. come on. Yeah. And you'll already be doing what he wants you to do. Because God's will is true freedom. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it, people and it, me that's included. That's a good way of looking at it, right? Because yeah. I think uh, so oftentimes we feel that this relationship with God is confining. It's like he's like the cosmic joy kill. Yeah. Like I can't have any fun now because <laughs> because I have to do your will and I have to dress in all black and, and you know, be miserable the rest of it. But that's not true. It's absolutely, absolutely not true. false. It's the opposite, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Yeah. It's my will and my temptations and mm. my my sin nature that I think that, oh, I'm so free. I do whatever I want. I'm a, you know, but really, those are the things that are limiting in Christ. Yeah. In Christ, there's nothing more free. You know, I, I heard this, John, a pastor said once when God says don't, what he really means is don't hurt yourself. Mm. Wow. A- and I really feel like that's been my part of a big a big part of my life yeah. is listening to what God has said no to, mm. and not because it's bad, but he, but he doesn't want me to hurt myself yeah. with it because either I've 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 wheeled certain things carelessly and irresponsibly, yeah. and I didn't understand them completely, mm. and then finally being able to um, uh, uh, do something that uh, God has laid out for me, right? And God says, "Well, you can do these things, but in this context." So now we're talking context, yeah. and in the context, man, you know what? I never get hurt in context. It's when I've taken it out. And so committing my will over and doing those things is, God, what's the context of it and what's the principle behind it? And let me follow your blueprint for it. Yeah. You know, And so, and I'm going to yield that much more. That's how we're blessed. Well, I think you kind of bring up a good point here about not getting hurt is that maybe our, our hesitation sometimes is, well, I, I can't commit myself to the Lord because yeah, what about my safety or what about mm. my health or what about my finances or what about mm-hmm. fill in the blank? Because we've all got a hundred different things that we can choose, you know, pull out of our pocket. And, you know, I, I think about Jesus saying, come to me, all who are weary. Yeah. You know, my yoke is, is my, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light, yeah. you know? And this is this concept of committing myself to the Lord doesn't mean that all of a sudden I have no idea. Like it's all, a, a mystery as far as what's going to happen. No, committing myself to the Lord, committing every area of my life, considering God first an area of my life, doesn't put my other areas of my life in danger. They actually make them secure. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. when I trade my, I give my surrender, I surrender to Christ, then he, his will is being played out and that I'm more secure in that than I would be otherwise. There's a couple of things that also happen alongside is that, you know, I shared on Wednesday, my grandma told me, <laughs> you know, we had family day at, at uh, our, my outpatient program. I was probably three months sober. 
could be three weeks, somewhere in between <laughs> three weeks. Three you don't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was very early on in yeah. my in my sobriety. Somewhere. And yeah. she came and she she said she said, John, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. But it's gonna get harder than ever now. Ooh. And this is, I think, something that's really important to talk about when we're talking about committing ourselves to the Lord is that yes, we receive God's strength. Mm-hmm. Yes, we receive his mercy, his forgiveness. We receive, you know, purpose and um, his protection. Um, but that doesn't mean that things are just going to all of a sudden be easy now. Yeah. And this is a perspective that we have to maintain when we're starting on this journey and when we're continuing on this journey, that when we fall down, that we don't go, God, what the heck, dude? I thought I thought yeah. I was never going to have any more issues. Yeah. And the thing I want to say is that on this journey, things will get more difficult but they'll also, and this is what I forgot to say on Wednesday, and so hopefully you guys are tuning in now and you get this this added bonus. is really, really important. Yes, things will get more difficult, but they will also become more rewarding. Come on, man. That, that's that's so good. You know, and, and along along that lines, John, more rewarding, more difficult, more rewarding, right? You know, yeah. r- risk-reward kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to risk this, but I'm, it's not really a risk, is it? Because God makes promises, he makes promises that he will sustain you. He'll clothe you. He'll feed you. He'll he will provide your every need. Yeah. And so it's kind of it's like God. I can't really fail here. I, I can't yeah. really lose. Yeah, it's going to be the most difficult doggone thing I've ever done. I'm not going to like it in the middle of it. But you're going to provide every step of the way. How can I fail at this moment? Yeah. Right. That's the greatest reward, knowing that God has your back. Amen. You know, and I love knowing that, knowing that God, if I have truly committed myself to you, then I cannot fail. And I'm not talking about fail in, in how other people may view yeah, failure or success. Society standards. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. It is the Lord, you I know that he I He wins. Am, that's right. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. And and, and I the so ultimate I, perspective. So, so I cannot fail. Lord, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Whether I get this or not, I know that I've committed to you and thus I will receive that reward. And the reward is not always on this side of heaven, man. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's very important. Mm. So what would you say, man, if and, and God willing, there's somebody who's listening right now, yeah. and they haven't started a relationship with Christ, um, or maybe they they want to, and they're they're considering this <laughs> acceptance, they're considering this commitment, um, but maybe they're struggling, um, maybe they they don't they're not interested in celebrate recovery, or maybe they're still struggling with mm-hmm. their hurt habit or hang up, and they don't know if they wanna they wanna take this step. What what would you share with those people? Man, with all sincerity, right? It, it, this, it is, it is the hope that all people come to the knowledge of Christ. Uh, uh, there's a there's a story in Scripture where where Jesus is having people around him, and um, and he turns up the heat uh, of all these people who are following him, mm-hmm. and he turns up the heat, and he and he makes these these statements, and it says that many people left him, mm-hmm. like they just turned and left. And then there were there were a few people who were stayed behind, and Jesus looked at him and says, "Are you also going to leave?" Mm-hmm. And he was ready to have everyone abandon him. Yeah. And these people looked at him, and, and these are the twelve. Yeah. And he says, "Lord, where? you alone have the key to everlasting. Where, where else are we going to go? Where else are we going to go?" Right. And I would say to those people listening, there is a true way to go, and if you would wholeheartedly and earnestly follow it you would see more than you could ever have imagined. Yeah. Um, 
And don't do it alone. You're not made to do it alone. Yeah. And you're not alone. And I, th I think more than anything, getting to that point is you make that decision, but you, didn't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to make it alone. You didn't have to make it alone, and you're not alone in it. Mm. And the journey is going to be long. And Jesus didn't promise, didn't promise you a better, happier life. Um, uh, but he promised you that you, you weren't going to be alone. Yeah. And I think in doing that, man, there's a strength that happens in it. And so, man, one of the reasons why I love CR so much is the community that comes along with it. Mm. That I didn't have to walk through recovery by myself, trying to figure it all by myself. That I had other people around me to shoulder with me when I felt weak, when I wanted to give in, when I didn't want to go forward anymore, when I thought all of this was just bull crap. Mm -hmm. um, I had other people around me. And then all I had to do was not look ahead to what God was going to do, but just look behind on the path that he had yeah. already walked me through Amen. and laid behind me. And that gave me so much hope. And so perhaps you are there sitting and wondering, and, but look, look behind you. I'm pretty sure there's a path that led you to this moment of desperation right now because mm. that's really where i got to right i my own personal journey i got to a point where lord i'm i'm just where else are you gonna go where else am i gonna go yeah yeah you know and so i would say take a leap of faith mm. and 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 step across the line amen yeah gabe thanks so much man for spending some time on here today guys um, you can find us out on the Buckeye campus, and if you'd like to have some good conversations, you can always, Gabe always makes himself available, so you can come out, check us out, um, and uh, we would love to have some conversations with us. So you can co communicate through here, you can email us, you can come and see us in Buckeye, uh, but Gabe, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you, John. I love you, bro. God bless you. God bless thank your you. ministry, thank your you, family, everybody. and uh, guys, thanks so much for listening in today, and until next time, keep coming back. Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.